And good morning on this election day. We hit the ground running election analysis in just a second with consultant Hank Sheinkoff. But also the Department of Defense has issued a nationwide advisory for today centered around threats from a pro-Palestinian day of action. And later, former New York City Buildings Commissioner Eric Allridge, we all know, has been indicted. Now the FBI is informing people he talked to on the telephone that they, too, have been recorded. Curtis Lewa will join me in just a few minutes. But first, Hank Sheinkoff, and we say good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Dominic. How are you? I hope all is very well. Everything is wonderful, and we can think of no one more qualified to talk to you than you to talk about the election results. So all 51 members of the city council on the ballot, only a handful of races, were truly competitive. Uh, and those races include two contests in Brooklyn, one in the Bronx, where there's a big upset, and another in Queens, right? And I think yep. we can agree that the election will largely decide whether Republicans can maintain the streak of gains of wins that they have made the past few elections in an otherwise blue New York. So in the Bronx, Republican candidate Christy Mamorado uh, has declared victory and a stunning upset in the Bronx Council race in which uh, her victory uh, breaks a Republican curse, if you will, Hank Sheinkoff, that swept the Bronx for nearly 20 years. What do you say? The curse in the Bronx is over. There are just people who have had enough of Democrats. You know, they don't like uh, crime. They don't like bail reform. They think that things are out of control and they're exercising their franchise. You know, people forget. You mentioned the 20 year curse. We had the state senator in the Bronx who was uh, who was a Republican. We had council members in the Bronx who were Republicans. We had assemblymen who were Republicans. Ditto in Brooklyn, ditto in Queens. And it wasn't that long ago. You know, so this this going backwards, people, some people think are going back, coming to some kind of stasis or at least a populist revolt is what we're experiencing. Fair enough. Your analysis of the local races, anything stand out to you? No, I'd like to look at the um, at the uh, population that voted in the Brandon race, because if anything we learned from that is probably that the Palestinian American population may have turned out with greater intensity for him, uh, which tells you that there's a new emerging group. And New York City is about emerging groups and competition for resources. That's why people vote generally. Um, and if that's the case, then Brandon did well with that particular group of people, Palestinian Americans. It tells you that a new group has come into uh, into its own its own way, and they're going to start exercising their power, which is what happens in New York City. That's it, interesting. It looks like Paladino won uh, hands down. Vicky Paladino, did that surprise you over Tony Avella? No surprise. Eastern Queens, and that's that that uh, you know, if you look at the votes again. What is happening in New York City suburbs is happening in eastern Queens, where people think they're in the suburbs, that there's a general sense that Manhattan and the Bronx and Brooklyn are seeping into the rest of the uh, into their into their almost suburban lifestyle. And they don't want that to happen. They don't want the migrants. They don't want bail reform. They don't want all the things that Democrats are believed to be standing for. And they're they're telling people, by the way, take a walk. And my hunch is in Long Island. I haven't looked at all the results, but in Nassau and Suffolk County. But the red wave that began in, in 2022 and actually 2021 um, is taking out more, more, more steam and more Republicans won more races at the most local level. Why? 
people in the suburbs and pe- places where they think they're in the suburbs are afraid of losing the quality of life that they have. Hank Sheinkoff, let me uh, divert for a second uh, to a story that has uh, broken just recently uh, away from the election. The House has censured Congresswoman uh, Rashida Tlaib over her defense of Hamas calls to destroy Israel. Your take on this. Is it her defense of Hamas or is it the anti-Semitic, anti-Jewish comments that she's made from the day she was elected? Different question. One is, one is entitled to voice a particular view. One is not entitled to lie, which she's done, and to, and to defame a whole group of people. You know, I don't care whether you're Muslim or not. You just don't do that. And that's what she's done. And she got what she deserved. Fair enough. I couldn't agree more. So let me let me broaden the uh, the conversation here. Ohio became the latest state to establish a right to abortion in its constitution. Uh, in Kentucky, uh, Governor, the Democrat Andy Bashir fended off Daniel Cameron, the Republican in deep red uh, Kentucky. What do each of those issues say to you, Hank Scheinkoff? Well, it tells you exactly, in kind of Ohio, not that it's like Kansas, but the Kansans told the government in Washington, get out of our business. In courts, we want to be able to decide whether we want to have abortions and whether we don't. That's their business. Ohio said the same thing, which is interesting because you have a deeply religious streak that runs through that state, particularly in southern Ohio, um, much more conservative. But Ohio said, take a walk. We're going to determine our own future. We don't need you to tell us what to do, much like in New York, where we have abortion rights protected. Abortion uh, was the issue and moderate point on abortion was the issue that Governor Youngkin in, uh, in Virginia talked about a lot with hopes that he would uh, his, his party would take the take both houses of the legislature which would then make him a great candidate for president should Donald Trump falter. And it appears that he did, they did not take the Senate, the Republicans did not, and that the, they were locked in a very tight race for the lower house, the House of Delegates, which also tells you that uh, people really want to be left alone in most cases. They really do. They don't want a government telling them what to do more than is necessary. We are chatting with political consultant Hank Scheinkoff. So the impact of two issues Crime on on election day, uh, locally and nationally, and the migrant issue. Did they play out, in your opinion, Hank? Uh, They played out in New York City, unquestionably so. You know, that upset in the Bronx, uh, the the, the, the Republican uh, Palladino holding on, um, that's pretty significant. You know, pretty significant. And um, should be paid very, very much close attention to. If people were not upset, this none of this would be happening. What is more shocking to me, quite frankly, is the lack of voter participation turnout and the cost of the electorate of the notorious eight to one match matching funds that we have in New York City, which has effectively created a whole class of political professionals um, who shouldn't be political professionals in many cases, and a class of candidates who really don't want to be candidates. And this is only the reapportionment election. You know, we have three in a row, twenty one, twenty three, twenty five, because of reapportionment of the city council. Um, it ain't good for democracy. The lack of turnouts and lack of participation in the cost are just not good for New York. In, in my opinion, and you may differ here, it was a bad night, a referendum on Biden. Do you agree or disagree with that? I agree entirely. Joe Biden is in uh, the polling data is pretty clear. Uh, he's not in the best of shape. Sadly, he's a very decent man who has um, steered the country through a very difficult period of time. He's restored the confidence in NATO um, and taken overseas commitments that we have to take. I mean, we really are at war 
um, almost in a hot war in some places with Iran, Russia, and China, that combine, not insignificant, but it doesn't matter. People just don't feel that he's, he should be there. They don't feel we ought to run for election in many cases. And uh, they also don't, uh, they don't feel good about the economy. They don't feel good about the chaos they see, and they're blaming Joe Biden. Is it a good day for him? Anytime the president's party does not do well and uh, the incumbent president, it's a bad day. Fair enough. So I was talking to a political consultant a few months ago, and this guy was bold. He went out on a limb and he said, if the election were held today, Trump would win. And do you know who that guy was? Me. It was you. Several months ago, you predicted what the polling is showing now. How did you figure that out? Yeah, look, it's, you got to understand blue collar, whether they be black or, or, or white, blue collar workers and families that, you know, that, that you know, need and that they're going through tougher times. We don't really pay attention. We don't get out of ourselves. What I see is a country that is going through an extraordinary shift, both uh, in its power overseas and the sense of its own its own ability to, to govern the world. The Pax Americana that has been in existence since the end of the Second World War largely largely created and the power that we have by, by the boys that are left that are lying, mostly boys who are lying in the, those military cemeteries, particularly at, Nor- at Normandy, you know, they did something extraordinary. It's gone on for 80 years. People are now beginning to understand that that may be at risk. Okay. And Trump is seen for whatever reason, whether rightly or wrongly as a much stronger figure to defend that. Now that may not be accurate, but people are looking at Biden and they balance him against Trump. They don't like the present set of circumstances. You know, but I'm also the idiot that predicted in January of 16 that Trump would be the Republican nominee and in May that he would be the president. And people looked at me like I was out of my mind. <laughs> we are chatting with uh, Hank Sheinkoff on this election night as the returns are still coming in in some places. So, Mayor Adams, let me a few other questions I have for you, Hank Sheinkoff. Mayor Adams is apparently skipping. Uh, this has just been announced, at least a published report. The annual political powwow in Puerto Rico this week following the FBI raid at the home of his top campaign aide. Is Mayor Adams in trouble? No, he made a wise decision. Um, I don't I have to say I don't go to these large gatherings because I'm convinced that the FBI is uh, listening to everybody. And who knows what what stupid person is going to say what and what phone and then text it and email it and, and do something with it, and it'll be all misinterpreted. So it's always best, in my view, in politics to stay away from these large gatherings if you can. But Adam's not going there. It's a smart move. Why should he be set upon by the media? Why should he be set upon by the entire political community of New York City and have to deal with it? Stay home, have a good time, take a rest, and hopefully figure out who your criminal counsel is going to be, whether you are in trouble or not. You need a serious attorney who is, uh, we have the best criminal defense attorneys in, in the country probably here because we have the Southern District. Find one, get them hired because the Corporation Council is the corporate is the, is the lawyer for the office of the mayor, the mayoralty, not for Madam's personal issues. Right? So Get somebody great. So, so Hank Sheinkoff, let me, uh, I, I know you represent the union uh, that represents school safety officers, and apparently the city of New York canceled the latest uh, class for school safety officers. Now, to me, that that's a, it's not a smart move when you look at the crime that is occurring in schools these days. Is that accurate, and what do you make of it, that they canceled the incoming class? They, the city, the city, the incoming class, the 17-week training period was canceled. Uh, the fact is we've had 
significant incidents, shootings, stabbings, um, assaults, violence in and around schools. We used to have uh, uh, a safe, safe corridors where school safety agents would accompany students out through the door. We don't have them anymore because we don't have enough school safety agents. Uh, it's a, it, it is not good. Um, there are those in government like Jamani Williams who somehow uh, thinks that school safety agents are criminals because he said that, when in fact they're primarily African-American and uh, Latino women who are working to support families and doing a very good job of what they do. We just don't have enough of them. One can only anticipate that these incidents will continue to increase. I mean, over, I guess, close to 6,500 weapons were seized in New York City schools alone last year. Um, this can only increase. You know, but it, the real issue, Dominic, and, and that's part of what the mayor is facing and why it's going to be difficult for him. He's facing significant budget problems going into fiscal 25, which starts on July 1st next year. Um, they may not be resolvable in normal fashion. There may be a choice that voters are going to have to live with that the mayor is going to choose between public safety and other services. Now, the city council won't like that, but the responsible thing is to let the mayor do his job and make the right decision, which is we've got to protect the streets and we've got to make sure that people can go to school, leave school and not get stabbed and shot. We need people to do that. That's a budget issue, and we need more school safety agents. Political consultant Hank Scheinkoff, uh, in the time that I have left, let's go full circle. The theme of tonight, this morning, with the election, nationally and locally. Democrats um, did well in places it was expected. Republicans didn't do well as well as they thought they might. But Republicans did well in places that have a very. you have to watch them very carefully. They did better in Virginia than Democrats would have liked. They didn't do so well in New Jersey, which we can expect. And they picked up, uh, they held on to uh, Republican seats. They held on a Republican seat in the council, picked up another one, which tells you that people in more suburban portions of New York City, more suburban feeling portions of New York City, are very concerned about the problems that are in Manhattan, Brooklyn, and Queens, which, excuse me, Manhattan, Brooklyn, the Bronx, which are about immigrants and some migrants and something else, are just not things they want. And they're going to vote against them. And they're likely to tell Democrats and the Assembly and other places next year to pay attention. Hank Scheinkoff, thank you for joining us on this election night. We appreciate you, man. Look forward to chatting with you in the future. Dominic, I'm very grateful to you. All the best. Thank you. And it is now time for a break. The Department of Defense has issued a nationwide advisory for today centered around threats from a pro-Palestinian day of action. But up next, former New York City Department of Buildings Commissioner Eric Ulrich. We know he's been indicted. Now the FBI is informing people he talked to on the telephone that they too were recorded. Curtis Lewa will join me next. And a bit later, your telephone calls. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.